and welcome to Cats Out of the Bag. I'm Kat Hennessy, and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. Hello, queens, and welcome back to another week of Cats Out of the Bag. I have the most fabulous Hannah Maloney joining me today. She is the founder of Animo and... I mean, I'm not even going to go into details because I'm going to let her tell you all about it, but it's going to be a super insightful episode. We're going to focus a lot on periods and your cycles and learning a lot more about them. This is something that I am definitely not across. So I feel like this, I'm even going to learn heap here. So I hope you enjoy and I guess I'll just bring you in. Welcome, Hannah. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited to have you too. So I guess like, do you want to just tell the listeners who don't know who you are, like a little bit about yourself, what you do and all that vibe? Yeah, so I'm Hannah. I grew up in Melbourne down on the coast of the Mornington Peninsula, a very nice spot in Victoria. Um, So I lived there for the majority of my life. And then only last year, I just moved to Sydney. And when I was living down on the Mornington Peninsula, I had my own personal training business. And then once I came to Sydney, um, I became a Pilates teacher and then started to create Animo as well. Um, Besides from that, I'm just your normal regular girl, loves going to the beach, loves going to a Pilates class and um, loves Netflix and chill. (laughs) Wholesome and and like the chillin', so (laughs) I love to hear it. So, um, I mean, before we jump into Animo, um, what is something that no one knows about you? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This is actually quite, I feel like kind of embarrassed saying this (laughs) because it only, I only just told my partner this with this conversation came up two nights ago and he was like absolutely shocked. So I'm shocked that I'm telling you this because I'm like, (laughs) so it wasn't until I was like, I reckon I was maybe like 15, 16. I thought dinosaurs weren't real. Like I never, never, I don't know, pardon? You thought they were like an alien? I just like, I just didn't believe it like I just I don't know whether it was my childhood or what it was but I just never like it just didn't even cross my mind like I just wasn't educated on and I was I don't know like I just don't even know how but it came up in conversation with my partner the other night because the new David Attenborough um dinosaur thing has come out and I told him he's like oh my gosh just don't tell this to anyone what happened to your childhood (laughs) (laughs) did you not watch Jurassic Park yeah well that's what I was like is this just like fake like is it just like a kid's like movie or something (laughs) oh my god that's not that bad I mean like (sighs) I don't know I think it's up there (laughs) (laughs) I love it no don't be embarrassed I've done way worse I feel like I've told everyone who listens to this some extremely mortifying things so like let's not even you know I told my listeners last week that I bloody used an electric toothbrush to masturbate like that's that's the you know that's just one example so you're fine (laughs) um so yeah so tell me about your um your business like and I hope I'm I hope I'm bloody pronouncing it right like I'm like is it Animo or is it Anamo I'm like so hopeless with this stuff 
Yeah, no, it's Adamo. You got okay. it right. <laughs> right. Good to know. Um, so Adamo is an online wellness platform that is based around your menstrual cycle. So for anyone that has a period or um, has a menstrual cycle, it's a platform that is based around supporting you and your training. Um, so we offer like Pilates, strength training, yoga, soon to be prenatal, um, and like meditations as well, all on this one platform that then supports the menstrual cycle. Amazing. And like, what made you want to start it? Like what, what inspired you? So what inspired, well, it was COVID baby. So it was created last year in Sydney's lockdown. Um, pretty much like it was maybe like five years ago now, I was just like pushing myself to the absolute limits. Like I was working two full-time jobs. I was training for a marathon on the side and just like social events, just like trying to do everything possible. And of course that's going to end up being burned out. So, um, I ended up like having to like pull back on everything. I could hardly work. I was just like so fatigued. And um, my naturopath mentioned to me, um, have you ever like thought about your menstrual cycle and training with your menstrual cycle? And I was like, no, what do you mean? And then I started doing all this research into it and then like adapting my lifestyle, adapting my training um, all to like working around my menstrual cycle and just noticing such a difference in like once I started working with it instead of against it mm. and looking at like the results and everything as well was just like everything was positive and the more people I spoke to about it, the more people were interested in it and wanting to know more. Um, so I had my personal training business. So I started teaching um, clients how to train with their cycles and then I moved to Melbourne, uh, moved to Sydney, and some of my clients were like, "What? What am I going to do now? Like, who's going to help me with this?" So, what a better place than to put it online? So, kind of fortunate with COVID that I was able to. A good thing came out of COVID, you could say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wow, um, that's awesome and great to you know know that you moved away, but you still maintained all those clients and everything. Like they obviously must love what you do. And it is, it's such an interesting thing. And it's something like, I don't know really anything about training with my cycle, but what I do know is I have a week where I'm fucking go, go, go. I'm positive. I'm motivated. And then I get bloated. I get PMSy, and I just recluse and I eat shit. And it's just like this up and down cycle where I'm never getting in a good in a good routine with myself. Yeah. And that's normal. That's mm. completely that's your menstrual welcome to your menstrual cycle. <laughs> it's so annoying. I actually I used to go and do PT nearby and like he noticed it. He was like, You're good. And then every three weeks you like don't come and train. And I was like, true. So yeah, it, it's it's really um really interesting. Um so I guess like, tell me more about, you know, training with your cycle. Like I, I, you know, I've read online that you kind of break it up into four stages of your cycle. Um, can you tell me about that? Yeah. So with your cycle, so overall, like the period, like your period, your bleed, your menstruation phase is what it's called, um, is just like a small section of it. 
Um, so people get caught up thinking, talking about the menstrual cycle, it's just your period. Um, but actually your menstrual cycle goes between 28 to 32 days. And that's just like rough. Um, not everyone's like that. Some people might be longer, some people might be shorter. Um, but that's kind of what scientists base their data off is that 28 to 32 days. Um, and within that 28 to 32 days, you have four different phases. And so your first phase, which is your menstruation phase, so your period, the day that you get your period is the first day of your menstrual cycle. So that first phase is roughly around about five to seven days, let's say, give or take, it's different for everyone, um, is that five to seven days. And so during that time, that is when your hormones are at the absolute lowest. So, of course, you're feeling like crap. You don't want to go to the gym. You're not motivated. You want to sleep in. You want to eat all the food. That's completely normal because your hormones are low. And then after your menstruation phase, so the day that you have finished your bleed, you're no longer bleeding, um, you go into your second phase, which is your follicular phase. So this phase runs for about five to seven days, same as well. And this is where your hormones start to increase. So you come out of your period, you start to feel better, you want to hang out with your friends, you feel like going back to the gym, um, you feel better at work as well. This is all normal because your hormones are increasing. Mm, so interesting and it's so interesting and I love watching people's reaction when I talk through this it's so good and then you go into your ovulation phase which lots of people are quite used to hearing because that's obviously the time when you can fall pregnant so your ovulation the most horny I'd say yeah exactly and that's it because your body is pre- like getting you ready to have sex to mm. produce a baby like that's what it's doing um so your ovulation phase lasts between around about three to four days give or take and what we don't get told at school is that that's the time when you could actually fall pregnant give or take a day or two on the side of your ovulation phase but that's the only time that you can actually fall pregnant do you know what's really interesting about this is I didn't know that until my girlfriend started trying to have babies no one knows this. Yeah. Like, you're not the only one. Yeah. Like, so, like, the amount of times that I've fucked up my body over the years, taking like the morning after pill and like just knowing nothing about my cycle or how my body works is insane. Yeah. It's wild. It's so wild that we don't get educated this in schools. Like we don't get told this in sex ed. So you've got that phase, your ovulation phase, where your hormones are still increasing. So you're feeling really good. You're, you know, feeling a bit sexy as well. You're looking to have sex because your body is wanting to have sex so that you can produce a baby. And then after that, after ovulation, you we lead into the latil phase, which is our final phase, and it's the longest phase of our cycle. So we break it down into two sections. You have your pre-latil and then you have your post-latil. So this phase goes for about two weeks in total. So our hormones peak at this time and they also drop to their lowest at this time as well. So that's why they break it up into two. And so mm-hmm. the first part, your hormones, you feel fantastic. This is when you can go to the gym, you can aim for PBs, you can go for longest runs, lift the heaviest weights, and you will feel amazing. And then a day or two later, it will drop. 
and then it will get you, you'll find you'll have PMS symptoms maybe, like you were saying, you get them, that's completely common in that final phase of your cycle. And then as those hormones start to come down, then your period comes again and it starts all over again. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck, okay, I feel like I have so many questions. (laughs) Okay, and then you would say that each different phase would be a different form of exercise. Yes. So this is kind of where, um, like, for instance, animo comes in. So we have the different phases broken down and what movement is right for your body on how your hormones are performing in that moment. So, for instance, in your menstruation phase, your period, you don't feel like doing much at all. So why push yourself and go for a run or go to that hit class if your body is actually telling you, I don't want to do that? Like, no. So... That's where you look for more like light Pilates, walking, yoga, depending on how your body feels throughout that stage. And then into your follicular phase where your hormones start to increase and you start to feel better, that's where you can pick up like more of like F45 classes or those HIIT classes more regularly. Um, Look for more of that like hot yoga classes as well um, or hot Pilates. And then you go into like your ovulation and that pre-latil where you peak. And then that's kind of where you can aim for like those longer distance runs. You can push yourself, lift heavier weights. Um, Pretty much just aim for your PBs. You could go to two classes a day if you're feeling up to it as well. And then it's, yeah. And then if you head into the last part, that's kind of where you will pull it back in and be like, cool, maybe I'll just look at yoga, more restorative exercises and movements for the body to support it as my hormones start to decrease. Cool. So I guess like because it's an online platform, you have all the workouts there for people to do, um, you know, from their home. But like what about someone who, you know, does want to go to a hot yoga or does like you know, but doesn't want to have 50 gym memberships, like what kind of recommendations would you give? Yeah. So I think as well, like looking at that, like looking at things that you can also do, like for instance, I have a client who has said to me, I love strength training four times a week and I don't want to, you know, change that like too dramatically, like one week I do four, the next week I do none, so on. She's like, I want to stick with those four classes a week. So it's understanding, cool, this is the movement that I want to do, then adapting that movement to how your hormones are feeling. So for instance, if it is like that strength training, then it's like, cool, so I know that my hormones are peaking here. I can lift heavier weights. I can do a longer session. I can push myself more and try and aim for those PBs. And then when you come into your menstruation phase, so your period, pull it back. Maybe look at more like lighter exercises, a shorter class, even look at longer rest periods so that you're, you know, you're not like getting your heart rate up too high as well. So it's adapting whatever class it is, whether you have a Pilates membership, picking a correct class that is going to suit where your hormones are at that Mm. stage of your cycle. Interesting. So like even like it could be just a slight difference of like, you know, doing a leg press when your hormones are high or then just like using a booty band at home or something. Exactly. Yep. Exactly that. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Um, I feel like I'm understanding it more. I feel I'm <laughs> such a like, 
I'm a very visual learner, but I feel like to make me fully understand things, I need to like repeat them back and get confirmation. And then I'm like, okay, I get it. Um, (laughs) So I guess like the next thing I'm interested about is like, how does one get in touch with their cycle and know these four stages? The best thing that I could recommend, and I tell this to everyone, is to track your cycle. Mm-hmm. So in a sense of, yes, you can use the apps, which I have some ones that are really good that I can recommend, um, but we all have notes on our phone. So I use notes on my phone where each day I will go in and I will write down the day. Um, the date is like really important as well. Um, what phase I'm in and what, so kind of what I would do is I would use an app first of all, to kind of work out, cool, this is roughly, I know my period is here, do that for a month or so, so I can work out when my period starts, when my period finishes and kind of work out the phases from that section there. And then being able to piece together when each phase ends, when, and when each phase starts, I use my phone. And then that's when I will write in you know, Tuesday, the 2nd of March, I'll write in, think I'm around three days post having my period, um, feeling really great. I'll write down my mood, my energy levels. If I've done movement, yes or no, what movement I've done and how I felt after the movement, which is really, really crucial. Mm -hmm. And then also just my appetite and my digestion. And, like, you can add anything else in there, like sex drive, um, cervical mucus, any of those things as well. It depends how far into detail you want to go. Um, and then once you have, like, a month's data there, it's so fascinating to be able to go back and look at it and be like, okay, cool. Like, I kind of worked out that roughly this is my follicular ovulation latil phase. And then as you start to get a few more months in as well, like I kind of say roughly three months is what you need to work it out, you'll be able to be like, great, I know day three of my follicular phase, I'm feeling fantastic. This is going to be a great time to throw that party or go to a, you know, go to the gym and try and aim for a PB. Like understanding how it works by using your notes on your phone. Couldn't recommend it more. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that was one of my question questions was like, how long would it take one to kind of get in touch with their cycle? Because it's obviously, you're not going to be able to just do it for one month and be like all across it. But yeah, three months definitely makes sense. Yeah. Three months is like the minimum. And then I would say six months, you have it down pat, you know, exactly when you ovulate, you know what movements you can do um, pretty much every day of your cycle. Amazing. And I guess like, what about women on the pill? So women on the pill, this is actually really interesting. So with the pill, when it was made, they created the pill and pretty much with the pill, we all know that you don't, it stops you from having your period. It stops you from becoming pregnant. They don't release the egg. So when they created, they were like, great, we've created this product, but it's not very marketable if we tell people to take this and they don't have their natural period. We're removing something natural from the body. So adding in the period on the pill, which is actually not a period, it's a fake bleed. 
So when you don't take that pill for that week, it's a fake withdrawal that your body is having. And it was actually a marketing scheme that they had put in for when they created the pill because it looked a lot more marketable and healthier for the body to be like, but you can still have your period, but it actually doesn't happen. Mm, I so, actually know that. First. That's one thing I was aware of. Yeah, yeah, which is just like mind-boggling that they could do, like how they got away with doing that. Just, oh, oh my yeah, gosh. That is crazy. But in saying that, like, so you technically don't have – your hormones adapting so frequently and as much if you are on the pill. They're kind of like a flat line. Um, And then you have that withdrawal when you want to have that withdrawal. So when I have people who are on the pill, I get them to look at it more so on how their body is feeling. So that's the same thing like looking at how your body is feeling um, mentally, physically, And then also the same thing with movement, how you're feeling with the movement, what movement you did that day and how your body reacted to that. And it won't be as consistent as you would see like looking back if you do have a cycle, looking back being like, cool, I know on day three of my follicular phase I feel like this. It won't be as consistent but you will roughly be able to see out some kind of consistency throughout. Mm, Cool. Okay, so so if you are on the pill, can you would you still call it the four phases, or would you kind of look at it? Yeah, I wouldn't call it the four phases um, because you don't really have that big adaption of hormones throughout. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't necessarily be called the four phases. It would just be that cycle between when you have your withdrawal between the next withdrawal and then adapting because it depends. It depends on every person and how often they do take that withdrawal. Like they have oh, their bleed. Do you mean like the sugar pill? Um, yeah, yeah, sorry, like your bleed. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Cool. Oh, me like trying to. <laughs> no, that's all good. Those technical terms. <laughs> so, yeah, so I would probably say it's more based around how you are feeling and adapting your style of training to how you're feeling um, throughout. And you will, be, you will be able to see some consistency, um, but it won't be as much as what you would see if you have a, a full menstrual cycle. Yeah, cool. That's so interesting. I love this shit. Without like what apps would you think are the best? Yeah, so um, there's a one called Flow, which is like just like a typical basic a lot of people have. And then there's another one which is called MyFlow, which is I highly recommend it. Um, It's created by this queen who lives in America. Her name's Alyssa Vitti got to get onto her. She's just like a wizard. So on this platform, you can like track your cycle, but then she also gives you like heaps of information around like eating with your cycle, training with your cycle, working with your cycle and like socializing with your cycle, sex with your cycle. Like she's incredible. She's just like everything on this one platform. And I think it's free as well. So highly recommend my flow. F-L-O. I've, I've um <clears throat> used the other one, um, Flow, in the past. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll definitely look into this one too because, um, yeah, I find this stuff super interesting, especially if, like, you feel like you're learning something as well. I think that's just a, a bonus. Yeah, and, like, you can set up notifications as well around, like, goals, like what you want to learn about. So whether you want to, like, learn about, um, working your cycle with your work 
And then like it will give you notifications being like, this is your week to, if you need to give a presentation or work on finance, this is the best time to do that because your brain is ready to sit down and do it. Um, Because there's always times I feel like being a business owner, you know, you will come to it and you're like, oh, I so don't feel like doing this right now. And like understanding when is the right time to be doing certain things that you have to get done at work. Yeah, I'm like, it's it's something I definitely am like interested in looking more into because I feel like I go through different phases where I'm like so, so productive and I'm go, go, go and I could just get 50 million things done in 30 minutes, whereas another day it could take me two hours. Yeah. And I, I, I'm like starting to be like, do I have ADHD or yeah. do I, am I like burnt out because I have pretty much four jobs? Like, you know, so I, I go and like ask myself all these questions or I'm like, am I, I saw this um TikTok the other day and it was like, am I just lazy? Um, am I lethargic? Do I have ADHD? Is it anxiety? Is it depression? Or is it na, 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 na? Anyway, I got it stuck in my head for like two days, but I was like, this is legit me. I just like jump between what the fuck is wrong with me. But I think yeah. there's so much importance into looking about, looking into like, your actual health and, you know, your body and like, you know, things, things even just coming down to like your gut health, like, yeah, you know, keeping aligned with your period, exercising. I had a meeting with a dietitian today and she's um, trying to help me get back on track. So I've gotten some really like unhealthy eating patterns lately, just, you know, eating like fucking shit and not giving my body soul food. And I'm feeling it in terms of like exercise and, yeah, you know, I'm not giving, getting that motivation, but I think definitely all comes back in line with your period too. Yeah, it does. And it all, it all sinks together. Like, you know, when you start eating better, you start wanting to move your body. Like you, it all ends up like all working together and all sinking together for sure. Mm. So true. And what about like, what is something that you kind of wished you'd learned more about growing up? I mean, obviously you did say, you know, you wish you knew more about like the ovulation and your cycle, but was there anything else around the whole like period sort of thing? I think just like overall, like this whole menstrual cycle, it just like blows my mind that people don't understand it like is in a sense like I didn't understand it like I found out about it when I was 23 I can't, yes around then early 20s I found out about it and like it blows my mind like I still talk to people about this and like even being on this podcast with you like you're like wow like what is this like I'm not that educated in it and it's so common that that's my response that I get so I think it's just like I wish we had this knowledge I wish we were told this at school, what your menstrual cycle is and how it works and why your hormones change so much because we're taught to work against it. We're taught to work on a male cycle, which is 24 hours. We wake up, we, you know, we either want to have sex or we want to go to the gym. That's what we want to do first thing in the morning. Then we have to go to work. We work until three o'clock. We, you know, fall down at three o'clock and then around four o'clock, we're ready for beers, keen to go for beers. Then we come home and then we collapse and we want to go to sleep. Society is based around that's a male cycle and we don't operate like that. We are on that 28 to 32 day cycle. What they experience in a day is what we experience in over a month. Mm. So... 
I wish I was told this. I wish we were educated enough to be able to understand this from early teens so we're not putting pressure on ourselves, having to move our bodies when it's not wanting to move, when we're not wanting to move. Even just like, you know, picking the night that you might want to throw a party or like have friends over for dinner, like, you know, and it's so true. Like some weeks I'll be like, yeah, I feel like entertaining. And then others I'm like, I do not want to see a fucking soul. Like yeah. I lose and do nothing. And yeah. And, and even like going back to that education, like I know I kind of sent it to you via email, but like I got my period um, when I was about seven or eight. I, I hit puberty in year three. So I was really, really young. Wow. Yeah, so I wore pads um, for a while just obviously because, you know, you don't really want your seven-year-old shoving a tampon in. Um, But I didn't know, okay, this is like you thought the dinosaurs were embarrassing. This (laughs) is embarrassing. So I'd always get really stressed at school when I'd need to go for a bathroom break if I had my period because I was like, I'm going to take so fucking long. I'd like – I'd go through like a box of 30 tampons in three days because Every time I peed, I thought I had to change my tampon. I did not know that your urethra where you pee was a different hole to where you bleed. And I literally, in my mind, I envisioned that if I peed, the tampon would blow up and be this like soggy urine tampon with blood like so I literally changed my tampon every time and then like sometimes I'd get pee phobia and I'd get stressed like oh my god I just peed I just put a new tampon and I need to go again so I was like I was doing this that would hurt yeah yeah it fucking hurt and I'm gonna say I probably didn't find this out until I was like maybe first year out of school and it was from a girlfriend from me being like what do you mean I was even maybe I was even maybe 22 or something. Like it was apparently late age. And for someone who got their period at seven, that is over a decade of fucking like think of the waste as well. Like I just, you know, so yeah, that just all comes back down to like not being like, for instance, for me getting my period so young, I was in primary school. My mum had to go and have a meeting with the principal because there were no sanitary bins. So they yeah, had, like wow. implement sanitary bins into the school for me. It was like so fucking embarrassing, but like it shouldn't be. So it shouldn't. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Gosh. So I just I hate the whole like stigma around periods, and I guess just how we've always been made to feel growing up and stuff. Like even just how men sometimes make you feel and. Oh, for sure. And even like having to hide your tampon or pad like up your sleeve or like mm-hmm. down in a pocket in your pants or your skirt because you just like you don't want to show that you have these products with you or that you are on your period. And like even how society is so like TV shows and movies are so much based around like females, oh, she must be on her rags or she mm-hmm. must have a period. Like it's just so bad the way that society is and how they speak about periods and making it seem so shameful Mm. and like the end of the day we have a period to have a baby like we're bringing humans into this world because of our menstrual cycle and that's like the most incredible thing ever 
Do you know what? When you said like we wouldn't just hold a tampon or a pad, dude, I fucking like got my period recently at work and I went up to one of the girls. I literally work in an all-girl office and I was like, hey, do you have a tampon? <laughs> and I whispered it. What the fuck? I whispered so that's it. What that's what we're used to. That is what never, we are used to. Totally. You'd never yell out, hey, does anyone have a tampon? No. Which, it should be true when you think about it. But like I would never. Or even like if we were going on school camps, they would separate the boys from the girls and be like, we're going on a school camp, so if you get your period, you need to make sure you have all your products with you and bring them in. It's okay and everything. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, bring the guys into the room. Educate them. They need to know about it. They need to know what is – don't separate the room. Like, they need to know what's going on just as much as we need to know what's going on with our bodies. They yeah. want to have a child brought into the world. They need to understand how the menstrual cycle works. So, Totally. Yeah. I don't know a fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like this kind of like furthers down into one of my later questions, but I feel like period conversations along with like sec- the sexual wellness area seem to be like way more accepted in society t- these days. And I feel like it's there's been a lot of movement in the past two years, just even like I've spoken about in other podcasts with like, you know, the use of vibrators and posting with that and like period undies, like you know, what's your vibe on this? And I guess, where do you kind of ideally see this going? Yeah. Like, I feel like society, like it's come such, like such a far way so far, but we still have so far to go. Like, I think it's great that, you know, I've been able to create this brand Animo. Brands are being able to, you know, use platforms on social media um, influencers are being like going out there and putting on period undies and showing them off to the world. I think it's amazing what we are doing, but I still feel like there is still that barrier that we need to bring down. And like, it's the thing, it's the older generation. Like they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to be like, oh, no, thank you. But like us new and the younger generation below us, like you know, we're coming more aware of it. And I think that the more the talk we talk about it, the more it becomes normal. And it's not necessarily you getting together with your girlfriends and having a conversation with them over it at lunch. It's talking about it with guys in the room. It's talking about it to guys. It's talking about it, you know, with your brothers and making it a normal conversation that we can have anywhere. Put it on social media because it's just, it's a normal thing. And I think that we've still got a long way to go, but I feel like we've come quite a, quite a long distance. Yeah. 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 That's really, it's like, yeah, I couldn't agree more pretty much. It's so, so good. And like, do you, do you remember the first time you got your period? Yeah, I do. I, um, Oh gosh. I remember I got it and I know that I like avoided having the conversation with mom. I always like, she tried to talk to me about it for like years coming up to it. I reckon I got it maybe when I was like 14, 13 and I just avoided it as much as I could. I don't know why. I just didn't want to talk about it, which I feel like is normal for some kids at that age. They don't want to talk about it. Um, It's an embarrassing thing. That's how we got brought up, right? Like we don't talk about it in school. So I got my period and I remember the day that I got it, I told my mum and she was like, okay, cool. Like, this is how you use a pad, like put a pad on, go to school. I was like, cool. I have to go to school because I had football tryouts and I wanted to get onto the football team. 
And then I got a call over the loudspeaker and it was like, You're, um, you need to come to the office. And I was like, oh, my God, what has happened? Like the day that I've gotten my period, like something's happened. And then I went to the office and the reception girl was like, oh, your mum's coming to pick you up. She's taking you to your dentist appointment. And I was like, dentist appointment? Like, what the hell? I've got to go to the football tryouts. Like, I didn't know I had a dentist appointment. Anyways, my mum came and picked me up and she was like, we're going to celebrate you. You've gotten, you've come into womanhood. I want to celebrate you. And we ended up going shopping and we went and saw a movie and she took me out for lunch. And it was honestly, in the moment, I was like, I need to be at school. I need to be doing football tryouts. Like, why are you taking me out of school for this period? Like, what is this thing? And then I think, I was angry, but also was like, fuck yeah, I get a day off school. I get to go shopping. But then looking back there now, I was like, that was probably the best thing that my mom could have done. Like, you know, celebrating having your period and not to be shameful about it and hiding it away. Like you're stepping into womanhood. And yeah, I thought it was, yeah. It was, it was a good day at the end of the day, but I was very annoyed that I could make football try. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet of her. And I think like, you know, there are a lot of things through life that even when you're, you know, a certain age, you might not appreciate it then, but it's something that you look back on when you're a bit older and go, wow, like that was a really fucking cool thing they did. And like, it all kind of makes sense in the future. So yeah. that's awesome that she did that. I had yeah. I had one of my girlfriends, she didn't tell her mum that she had her period for four or five years. So she That's a long time to hide it. Yep. So she would get her tampon and pad supply by taking it from all of like she'd come over for sleepovers and stuff and like we'd give her our supply of tampons and stuff, or she'd just take a bunch. And that was literally how she got by for so long. And then she finally spoke to her mum about it. But Oh, my gosh. But like, that's like, that's, see, like that is showing mm-hmm. like that your friend has been obviously like it's something to be shameful of. Like it's how we've been brought up to hide our periods. Like, totally. like yeah. Yeah. As, as I mean, it's just, I mean, I feel like because I hit puberty so young, my mum really had to like have those conversations with me. Like you're probably going to get your period soon. So like I was fully aware of what it was. And if anything, I was just super, super sad and I'd always cry. And I just didn't understand why I was developing so much earlier than everyone else. Like it was really hard. Like I was the only girl in my grade who had boobs, underarm hair, pubic hair, like we'd go to swimming and like I wouldn't want to get changed into my like speedo one piece to go to PE because I had pubes and like, yeah, you, you know, and then I like stopped dancing because I didn't want to lift my arms up in jazz and like do this handshaking thing um, and I'd get in trouble by my teacher, like lift your hands up, but because I had hairy underarms, like there's all these little things and triggers that was so difficult for me growing up, um, even though they shouldn't have been and like it should be so normal. But, yeah, I think like just being that far ahead with it was was quite a challenge for me when I was younger. Yeah, and I think it's like that education point. Like we're not educated at such a young age at school where I think now, don't hold me to this, but I think now that they've brought in 
like speaking about periods um, earlier in, like I think they have brought it into year fives and year sixes in some school curriculum, which is great, which they've done that. Um, But yeah, like when we were going through school, we didn't have that. Like we probably, I don't reckon I got sex ed until maybe like year nine. So like Mm -hmm. 16, like 16, 17, like that's just wild. Like so much has already happened to your body. Thinking of you at seven years old, that's 10 years that your body has been changing and you're only being educated on it in that last couple of years of school. Mm -hmm. It's pretty crazy. I think there definitely needs to be like more and more education around it, like so much more. So yeah, I guess we'll just see where the future kind of takes us with it all. But it's it's good that there are, you know, more platforms and there are people with, you know, social media followings and, you know, places to kind of be educated on this because that wasn't the case when we were growing up. Like, you know, the internet wasn't so yeah, it wasn't. cool. So yeah. I think even just, you know, there'll be a bloody TikTok facts thing or something. So just there's going to be more platforms for the young, younger generations to like learn more easily, which is great. Yeah, they're lucky. And I guess like how obviously, you know, your work is based in the nature of periods. Like what, how do you, what would you say to someone when they're like, what do you do for you, for a living? Like what, how do you kind of. I pretty much just say like I have an online platform that's based around the menstrual cycle and like I love watching people's reaction when I say that to them like I kind of get some people that are a little bit stunned like okay like what do you mean like what can you do in that and then other people like tell me more like I want to know more like what do you mean you work with periods like what and then like even guys I get guys that are like curious about it which is so fantastic like that's great tell me more like what do you mean you work with them um but I love I love just being honest and raw and telling people what I do and really just like watching people's reactions, like even telling you about the four phases and how they work and watching your reaction is like everyone's jaws always drop and be like, whoa, like what? This goes on in my body? Like Mm. what is going on? Yeah. So I'm pretty open about it. I'm happy to share it with anyone. And also really cool because, you know, you – it's such a good conversation starter as well. Like, and it's so interesting and people want to learn. And that's like, so great that you can have these super open conversations so instantly. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's like, I've never really had anyone be like, oh yeah. It's always like, what? You do what? Yeah. What do you mean? (laughs) Because I think it's like, it isn't like your normal regular kind of job that you hear of every day so when you hear of something a little bit left of field like not that it should be left of field but you know you're not just like it is yeah like it's it is interesting so it's great that you're getting that recognition and that kind of response as well yeah yeah it's good and yeah what do you reckon would be your biggest piece of advice to someone who struggles with motivation on their period The biggest piece of advice would be not to put pressure on yourself. So you need to understand that there is a lot going on in your body in that moment and in that phase. If you want to have a sleep in, enjoy your fucking sleep in. If you want to eat that chocolate, eat that chocolate. Your body is asking for it. Give it what it is asking for. During that stage, I put 
no pressure on myself. I don't even like book into any classes. I don't plan classes to go to. I don't go for, I don't plan running around it. I just rule out that week. And in that moment on that day, I'm like, cool, I actually feel not too bad. Maybe I'll go for a little jog or maybe I'll just stick with a walk. Um, Yeah, really just like not putting pressure on yourself and listening to your body and giving it what it is asking for. That's amazing. I love that. And um, obviously like inclusive inclusivity like seems super important to Animo and I mean like can we talk more about that? I've seen you doing like the prenatal stuff as well. Like I'd love to know a bit more about that as well. Yeah, so um, inclusivity I feel like is something that I'm always working on and I feel like society is constantly always working on as well and it's something that I'll always be trying to be better at and trying to evolve within that area and with Animo. And I think the biggest key for me and looking at that side of my brand is just making sure that everyone feels comfortable and included and how society is and how much it's changed over even like the last couple of years, just making sure that I'm providing a space that people can come to and not be judged and it doesn't matter who you are what you do you can come to this platform and not feel like you need to be a certain person or a certain figure or a certain type to be able to move your body and I think a really important part for me is that I focus more so around my branding but also my language that I use and making sure that I'm not being inclusive in a sense of periods is so based around females. It's always been this pink. It's always been girls. It's always been like girls doing something or it's always been very feminine based area and how society has grown over the years and how we're evolving is that there's people who have a period that don't, they're not females. And me making sure that I'm catering for these people as well, um, just as much as like the world is starting to evolve in this area. I want to make sure that I'm evolving in this area for everyone as well. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. And what about like, what is the difference with your, the prenatal one as well? So prenatal is going to be coming on board in July. So I'm pregnant. So congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So I wanted to bring on prenatal when it was the right time. I wanted to be super authentic and I feel like I'm quite a raw person on my videos and I want to go through all the shit that soon-to-be mums are going through as well. and. I want to be experiencing the same feelings that they are experiencing. I feel like me teaching a Pilates class and not being pregnant, I can't relate as much Mm. to people. So me actually going through it and being like, fuck this, this workout is hard. Like I want to be able to relate to everyone. Um, So that was always my goal. If I was going to be prenatal, it was going to be me doing it, being pregnant not me not being pregnant. So I'm super excited. I've been doing my filming over the last couple of weeks. That's awesome. Um, How far away are you? I am 15 weeks. So I'm still feeling quite good, which is 
I'm very lucky. Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying doing all the filming for it. It's been fun. Yeah. And I guess like, it's so true. Like you want to, you know, be doing that when you're experiencing it. Like you're not going to know if you're not pregnant, you know, if there's an awkward position with your tummy or all that kind of stuff. So yeah. And like, I just want to be real, real with the members as well. Like I'm not perfect. I'm not there doing Pilates or strength training every day. Like I'm resting. I have days on the couch where I literally do absolutely nothing. And like, I'm going to struggle through these workouts just as much as they're going to struggle through them. And I want to be with them along the way, um, sweating and puffing and being exhausted and swearing and everything. So yeah, I'm excited for it. That's awesome. And what about like different, are there different like membership options for people? Um, so we just have the one membership, which mm-hmm. is you have access to everything. So prenatal isn't separate. It all comes under the same one. Oh, cool. um, but pretty much it's a monthly based subscription or a yearly based subscription as well. So you can choose between the two and then you can cancel at any time as well. Cool. And like, is there a limit on how much you can watch the videos or anything like that? Or you could do 10 workouts a day if you really wanted to. If you really wanted to do 10 workouts in a day, bravo to you. Um, you I don't don't know who would, but I wouldn't even do two workouts in a day. So hats off to anyone, you know, to do that. Yeah, no, so no limits. You can do as many workouts as you want to do or go on as often as you want or not as often as you like as well. Yeah. And and what about like, do you have any like period, I don't want to say horror stories because I feel like that's not the, the right word, but I guess like for me, the whole tampon thing would probably be like my version of a horror story. Oh my gosh. I feel like I have a story that is a horror story as well. And it is related to tampons. And oh my gosh, I just like, even me telling this story, I feel like, oh gosh. So I was probably... <laughs> Oh, I don't know if it tops my dinosaurs. You can tell me. Yeah, so I was, <laughs> I was, I think I was about 16. I went on a netball tournament to the Gold Coast um, with my school. And one of the days we decided to go to Wet and Wild. Fun. And-, um, so, and on that day, I was so fortunate to have my period. And I didn't use tampons. I just like, I had a fear of them, just like didn't want to use them. I don't know. It was just like, you know, always that first time you use and you're scared to use it because you don't know what's going on, what hole it goes in, et cetera, et cetera. So I just kind of put off for as long as possible. Anyways, we went to the wet and wild and I went on one ride and I was like, I can't do this. I'm terrified. Like what happens if blood starts running down my legs? Like, what do I do? Anyways, like two or three of my best friends, they were like, come on, like, let's just go try and put in a tampon. And I like struggled, couldn't do it. And I was like in the bathrooms at Wet and Wild, like bawling my eyes out. And then they ended up having to get the female PE teacher come in and she was standing on the other side of the bathroom door explaining to me how to put it in and like where it goes and how far to push it like up your finger. You kidding. Anyways, it gets better. Anyways, I put it in and I was like, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure. And then she was like, okay, I'll come. I'll be back in just a second. And I was like, okay, what is she doing? She comes back and gives me the male PE teacher's board shorts to put on over Stop. the top. Stop. 
Oh, no. And she's like, so you can just wear these for the day. And no one else had shorts because we're all in like bikinis and like little swimsuits. <laughs> so I was like walking around with my PE teacher's board shorts on. <laughs> oh, my God. How on earth did they fit you? No, they were like tie, like had to like tie them. They had like oh. a draw cord on them. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god! And then like people probably like, why are you wearing bone shorts? Like yeah, they like came to like my knees. Oh god, that is a horror story. <laughs> but I mean, it's not bad. It's like it's just like a very you know. It's I I wouldn't be traumatic. Yeah, I feel. traumatic. Totally. Yeah. I remember like we when I went to a school and like our dresses were like white, and my girlfriend would always get her period on it, and we'd have to like walk behind her out of class to like. Oh my gosh! You know, and then would always be like check the back of my skirt, and we'd all have to like tag team and like check the back of each other's skirts to make sure like that was oh. just what we did. But we always do that. I feel like we always yeah, like, just like, like you always have that one friend that's like, "Oi, walk behind me! Like, yeah. look at me!" <laughs> My God. Okay, and then I guess like just to round things up, um, I always ask my guests like a little sex tip for the week. It can be as sexual or like you know not sex. I mean, it has to be sexual in some <laughs> in some way. But yeah, what would be your sex tip? I think my biggest tip is to buy yourself a set of lingerie that you feel most empowered in. Don't worry about the person you're with. It is for you and make sure that you feel really, really good and really empowered in it. Oh, my God, I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I'm getting like my first sex tip I did was like um, when you're giving head, do this, or like it was like some sex position. And then I feel like every time I interview someone, they're like, they say something really beautiful and wholesome. And I'm like, okay, why is my mind so fucking dirty? But, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I had so much fun talking to you and I just love what you do and everything you're about. It's super, super incredible. No, thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of the podcast, so I'm so excited to be on here as a guest. So thank you. Had fun. Yeah, I've had so much fun. Well, I can't wait to release it and for everyone to learn all this extra stuff about periods. I think everyone's going to love it so much. Yeah, I hope so. I hope people learn some new things as well. Definitely. And guys, if you want to try out Animo, I'm going to put a little um, website link in the show notes so you can sign on, check it out, sign up. Um, I think this is like something we should all kind of do together so we could even like, you know, do stuff in the Facebook group and talk about it and like get those period conversations more normal because I think they are things we do need to speak about more. And, you know, what better place to do it than the cats out of the bag Facebook room. So have a fabulous week, ladies. Thank you so much, Hannah. And I will see you all next week. Cats out of the bag is proudly part of the ACAST creator network. Special shout out to Rode Microphones for powering this episode. 